0: Hello, this is Anxiety Society, the show where we talk about the things that stress us out on a daily basis. I'm Tanner. And I'm Tyler. Thank you for listening to the podcast.
1: We hope you enjoy.
0: All right, we're here. We did it. <laughs> All right. Anxiety Society. <laughs> I'm already anxious about this podcast and all the a sudden it took. <laughs> the intro music was brought to you by DJ Quads. You can find him on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. Um, yeah, so you know what they say about people who start podcasts? What do they say? Those who can't do teach and those who can't teach start a podcast. <laughs> wow. I guess that's does. All right. And that's saying something because you used to be a teacher.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, so those of you that don't know, I used to be a high school teacher and uh, yeah, I gave it up and now I'm doing podcasts, <laughs> I guess.
0: Yes. So if you've stumbled upon our podcast and you're wondering what the heck an anxiety society is or how you can join or whatnot then you've hit the right place because uh, we have all the answers. Um, yeah, we're anxiety experts based on our own experiences. Um, and who, people who deal with anxiety daily, I think we all realize there's a negative stigma that comes with having anxiety. And a lot of times people uh, don't know how to talk about their anxiety and their mental health issues. So we wanted to create a space where we could um, talk about it in a... A lighthearted way um, in a way that's not uh, boring and can actually help you uh, through your battles and whatnot so uh, you're not alone because we uh, are very stressed out people too Uh, right
1: (laughs) oh yeah we uh, I I mean yeah it's it's pretty good to be able to talk about it and make jokes about it and I'm excited and I think it's gonna be fun
0: yeah, so if, you, if you're listening, we appreciate um, you tuning in and uh, hope you can join us on our journey. Um, and uh, we felt like the best way to get this podcast started out uh, was to go to the most knowledgeable source on the Internet. Um, you know, really scholarly, sophisticated website oh, yeah. that, um, that is, uh, you know, just an ultimate source on anxiety. So we went to BuzzFeed um yeah it's a pretty so, uh,
1: it's a pretty good uh pretty knowledgeable on the uh pop culture scene so it's pretty cool yeah
0: i mean you can like you can find out uh, what kind of disney princess you are or uh you know what uh what you would uh what your name would be if you lived in the 1800s um but yeah so we're uh, now we're looking up uh, an article that says, 26 problems only anxious people will understand.
1: I must um, say so that you... my wife would be very happy that we are referring to BuzzFeed on our first episode. She is a BuzzFeed fiend.
0: Shout out BuzzFeed, at BuzzFeed. <laughs> um, yeah, so this, this is an article. Uh, it's a 26 problems only anxious people will understand, so... If you're uh, listening on your phone, um, or you're near a computer, you can follow along with us if you want, um, and join in um, with how relatable this article really is. Uh, so number one, <laughs> this is uh, something I know me and you... Uh, and. I guess we didn't even we didn't even say it. We're brothers, by the way. <laughs> Me and Tyler uh, are yeah. brothers, so we yeah, know a good, lot. Of... That's a good piece of information <laughs> to know before we get going. Uh, we are related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we're not, you know, stalking each other. If we we start talking about each other, knowing you know each other's personal business, it's because we've uh, known each other our whole lives. So. Uh, I don't know why I just thought of that. I think it's because I was going to say this first uh, point on the list is definitely something I know that we've both uh, dealt with. Um, Number one, if you hear any kind of noise in your house whatsoever, you become convinced that you're about to be murdered.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually. So this is a good good point of uh, contention right now because I live in a one bedroom apartment And there aren't that many pathways into the apartment. So I have planned every single escape route out of my apartment (laughs) Uh, in case I hear any noise. uh, I know every (laughs) place to go.
0: Um, And the sad thing is, well, not really sad, but, uh, you know, there's just this... image of men that they're supposed to be these protective you know brave men tyler and i are both married um and so you know you hear a noise at night and uh you know you're in bed or whatever and uh you're supposed to be the brave one go downstairs check the door but uh inside i think we're all pretty terrified
1: yeah i do you remember uh when you were younger tanner did you I can't remember. Did you go around and lock the doors, like, or make sure all the doors were locked or things like that? No, but I do that now. <laughs> I did that. I, in fact, I, this is probably the first time I'm admitting this, but I go and lock the door, go back into bed, and don't, I'm like worried that I didn't lock the door. I get back up and I lock Wait, the door now?
0: Through.
1: Yes, now. Like, oh. we're talking like now. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I, well, it's funny because, yeah, I, I'll do – well, I'll, I'll uh, lock the doors, but then I go back and usually double check. Um, and even just the other night, <laughs> I, I was carrying the laundry up the stairs, and I was like, hey, Julia – Julia is my wife. Um, I was like, hey, can you go check the door, see if it's locked? She's like, it's locked. I was like, can you go check it? And she's like, it's locked. And <laughs> she started to walk upstairs, and I was like – I'm not gonna carry the laundry upstairs until you go check the door. So she went and checked the door, but yeah. Um, so that's uh, we can definitely relate there. And I um, also don't have
1: a pet or a dog like Tanner does. Tanner has Oliver. Uh, I do not yeah. have any. I don't have any pet to actually like make noise at night. So I'll literally, if I don't wake up, oh, this is the other thing. I sometimes sleep in with earplugs in my ears. So
0: if someone were to break in, I would not hear it at all. <laughs> well, I'll just say this. My small little beagle slash, slash dachshund is not going to be uh, really protecting our lives if they're in danger. So, all right. So, number two, let's see. Um, oh, yeah. It says, even if you've checked. <laughs> so, the first one, um, you know, saying the noise in the house during be murder says, even if you checked roughly seven times, you're never, ever really sure if you locked a door. <laughs> that is so funny. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I literally didn't know that was coming. Yeah,
1: I I literally will check the door. There are times that I've checked the door two and three times, and that also goes for going leaving the apartment. I have to check it two or three times before I leave.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So number three, this one I I don't really relate to as much. If someone takes more than five minutes to to accept your friend request, it means they hate you. Um, I would say that was more like, pre-marriage Tanner um, where I would follow someone or a friend request them and I didn't receive anything back. And you're like, oh man, this sucks. You know, I, I, no one likes me. And you'd start to go down a rabbit hole of, uh, (laughs) yeah, social media. I think this goes back to like,
1: MySpace days for me, I think about MySpace and Facebook back when I was in high school, I there was a lot of pressure to like invite somebody to be your friend. And then when there was that space of Did they see it? Did they accept it? Have they ignored it? What happens when I see them in person the next time? Yeah.
0: Like if they haven't
1: accepted it, so
0: Well it's a it's just a weird it's a whole other dynamic to our like generation of um jet that you know we we have this concept of friend request it's like our grandparents growing up it wasn't like they were like hey you want to be my friend like it just like happened and now it's like we have this like expectation it's just it's weird that like you can literally have a concept of your friendship with someone based on whether or not they clicked a button um it's just kind of silly yeah um true uh I'm going to skip the next one it just it it'd be kind of hard to translate over to um a podcast it's more visual. Uh the next one after that though is um you know the, you know the answer to this question and question and just seeing it makes you anxious. Are you afraid of the dark?
1: Mm. So I have a story that goes with that. So I would say the first time that I ever was really truly afraid of the dark well there was two things. One there used to be a show on Nickelodeon called Are You Afraid of the Dark? yeah Uh, that's what i thought of immediately that that was something that my parents did not allow us to watch because it was a little frightening it was very dark um eventually i watched it later on and it did scare me so thank you mom and dad Uh, like last week yeah exactly (laughs) last week the second okay the second time and you probably remember this um my grandparents used to live in this house that had a basement that was not finished um and so Mm -hmm. you literally were in a place in a building or warehouse looking basement that had like wood slats and it was dark there were not lights that went all the way back into it and there were things like wedding dresses that were hung up on the wall there were dolls scattered around it was literally out of a horror movie and that made me afraid of the dark
0: yeah i i i have the same memories of uh sam and papa's basement um i'm trying to think yeah i think it's funny cause like I, my whole life I've always slept like with like a television on or I've slept with like, I, I switched, um, cause we don't have a TV in our room now. I use my phone and I watch Netflix or whatever. Recently I've, I've been not doing that, but yeah, maybe there's something about just the darkness that it's just for whatever reason, it's just anxiety inducing it. You don't know what's in it. You don't know what's around it. Um, i think it's funny i'm sure there's even adults now that deal with that but um well i think it's yeah. interesting
1: you could walk around uh, in the same place in the light and it'd be fine but if you walk around in the dark it's not fine right like, that's really interesting to me
0: that's true yeah um i can relate definitely on this next one um peeping oh peeping wow People often call you a pessimist and it irks you that they're so very right.
1: I don't know. What does that mean? Can you, since you said you relate to that, what does that mean?
0: I mean, I think, I mean, obviously being pessimistic, you're just like very negative. um, And uh, you, I think it's part of it is when you have anxiety, it's like, you don't necessarily want to be negative and you know that you're negative, but you are. And it like makes you even like more anxious or upset when people point it out. It's like, you don't, <laughs> you don't like that part of you. It's not like it's something it's like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm really pessimistic. Yeah. It's like not something you definitely like put on a resume or you're like in an interview, like I'm a pessimistic person. You know, I, I'm, I'm always looking at the negative outcome. I look at the glass half empty, like that sort of thing. Um, and so I think it is uh Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people who deal with that. And um, and something we'll talk about more in our podcast throughout the um, different episodes is, you know, the different things that are associated with anxiety. And I don't think like pessimism is something that just jumps off, um, you know, off the paper at you, but it's something still associated with it. There's a lot of different things that are associated with um, anxiety. I just Um, think it
1: makes me a smarter person. Than everyone else. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, WebMD. (laughs) I just think I'm smarter when I'm a pessimist. I'm like, I'm just a realist. I'm just being real. But that's like,
0: yeah, that's like the way anxiety people, like, that's how we disguise how, like, sad our look is. Like, we have to make it sound better. Like, I'm just a realist. I'm realistic. I'm not pessimistic. (laughs) And it just, like... Um, it makes you like, I don't know. It's like, I look at really positive people and I'm really like envious. I'm like, man, I wish I was that positive all the time. Um, and I'm not, but, um, but yeah, this, the next one, uh, you overthink everything in general. (laughs) Um, there's like a, there's a meme. It says, Has mildly positive encounter with a stranger. Replays conversation over and head for for hours.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think I do this one probably more so than anything as far as anxiety is related. I do this on the daily replaying conversations over and over. Kind of like, in fact, I do this even with like YouTube videos where I will replay the same YouTube video over and over and like learn different things. But like conversations like with uh, my wife, my wife is Shirley. Um, We talked about this, how we will replay conversations as like a recorder in our head throughout the day. And not just like, not for just one day, but maybe for like a week we'll play that same conversation over and over and over again, trying to like get a different nuance or clue, or maybe there was something we missed in that conversation and it caused, like it causes anxiety, because you're trying to like find something that may or may not really be there in the conversation.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely, I i would say my overthinking is not socially related. I'm not like a person that's like, I <laughs> probably a lot of people think I'm just like a rude person because <laughs> I'm very like, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, if I know you I'll talk to you, but if I don't, I usually keep to myself. Um, But I definitely will get into seasons of like overthinking when it comes to like health related issues or, um, you know, I mean, typically that I mean, usually right now, that's that's what it is. I growing up, I had different overthinking issues where I would um, I would just get stuck on something and I would just, you know, dwell on it, dwell on it, dwell on it. Um, And you, you know, you get into a rabbit hole and you have racing thoughts. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's not very fun.
1: (laughs) Do you think that there was something that, you know, made you do that? Or is that just something you were born, not born with maybe, but you just don't remember where it started and it just started at some point?
0: I mean, I think, I think I, yeah, I had different like experiences as a, probably as a child and um, where I would just obsess over things. Uh, Something you guys will come to learn is I do have um, obsessive compulsive disorder. So I think. Um, I, I think that's a part of that, but yeah, I think we all have certain experiences that make us the way we are. Um, and I think there are some, you know, genetic, genetic things that you're born with. Um, but I think it's just a combination of things. Um, really. So, uh, yeah. Overthinking don't overthink this podcast. It's pretty simple.
1: Yeah. It's from Buzzfeed. So, you know, it's going to be
0: like 100% (laughs) true. You're right. Um says people always try to make you feel better but their concern only makes things much worse. I don't know if I can relate to that one as much because I do
1: think that when I'm anxious and I talk to somebody and they're concerned about it like it does make me feel better. I mean, I guess there are times where you know, mom or dad have tried to talk to me and they don't ha- struggle with anxiety, so to try explain what I'm thinking, they don't really get and they get frustrated. They're like, well, just stop thinking about it. And I'm like, well, it's not that easy. Um, I feel like that would be the way that I could sympathize with that is just saying that people who don't struggle with anxiety think that it's just like an on and off switch that I can just turn it off at any point. Uh, But I'm choosing to leave it on. Um, Right.
0: Yeah, I... I think I I appreciate people that are positive, um, like my wife Julia, um, she's very positive and um, really helps me through my different anxiety issues. Um, but yeah, when someone starts concerning for me, it makes me more concerned. Um, <laughs> like when they're, when they're seeing something's wrong, it's like, cause I'm always seeing that something is wrong and it's like, and then when they like realize it or see something that it makes me a little bit more anxious. Um, so, uh, we're at number nine now. Um, spontaneity is, isn't your thing at all. Yes, absolutely. I would say that's true. definitely, <laughs> Yeah, just Absolutely just so. a, it was kind of funny before before the podcast, Tyler uh, was like, I think we need to like do a test run. I think we need to do this. I was like, nah,
1: <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just don't I'm not a spontaneous person. I have tried my very best to be spontaneous in various things. But even down to like the restaurant, I when I go to certain restaurants, I'm going to order pretty much the same thing like unless i trust that i'm going to get something good i'm going to get the turkey club like that is what i'm going to get every yeah. time i am not spontaneous yeah. i do not go on adventures
0: I- at all i'll say i'll say that i i would be a lot less spontaneous if it wasn't um for marrying julia because i'm i'm much more like i don't mind sitting at home and just like doing the same things every weekend or whatever and she's much more like we need to get out and go do something and so um i i'm learning to be more spontaneous it's still not like i'm (laughs) i'm still the type of person i'm like i want to plan out the whole vacation before we're even on it so um yeah it's it's definitely a work in progress um number 10 uh you have a checklist of things you're sure you forgot to do even though you probably didn't I do not make checklists. Uh, That's definitely not mine.
1: I I have started using my, um, on my iPhone, uh, the reminder checklist. I started using that uh, Mm. when I was a teacher. I started using that to, because I was afraid that I would wake up and I was going to forget something. And so I've set reminders on my phone to do something so that I don't have to worry going to sleep that I'm going to forget that thing the next day.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not a checklist guy. I don't really I, I don't make checklists. I don't I'm not very organized, so I can't really relate that much. You also that. Loo-
1: like you could probably use that because you lose your keys all the time. You lose your
0: wallet yeah, all the time. Yeah, but that's just that's just organization. That's not checklist. Checklist m- mental checklist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 11. Uh, maybe we could pick up the pace a little cuz we have 26 um number 11 this is pretty i think relatable to pretty much everyone sending a text and not hearing back immediately can make you feel like the world is ending
1: yeah i would say that was probably a little more before i was married that was definitely true but i will say um There is one thing that has that that does scare me because I am a little afraid of I I get a lot of anxiety over like family members dying or something like that. Yes. So when somebody doesn't text me back, I assume that they are like in the hospital or there is something tragic that has happened. I know that people that maybe don't have that same line of thought or like, how does that work? It is not even like a buildup. Like it's literally if you don't answer me within 30 minutes, I I start assuming really bad stuff.
0: Well, and so I, I have a story for that. So not literally not too long ago, probably like two months ago, um, Julia was going to the dentist and uh, she was like, yeah, it should be like a quick appointment. Um, you know, it, I think it's only going to be about an hour. So she gets off work at like 430. So I'm assuming, OK, 530, six o'clock, you know, I'll hear I'll hear from her or she will be back home. So um, six o'clock rolls by. Still haven't heard anything. Give her a phone call. Goes to voicemail. Give her another phone call. Goes to voicemail. Send a text. Don't hear anything back. So around like 615, 30, I go into full blown panic mode. I jump in the car and I drive to her dentist, which is only like Whoa. 10 minutes away. But yeah. um, but it was, yeah, I mean, it was a full blown panic attack. I mean, it was like I and I, I think I don't know what it is like. I don't know if there's something that growing up, we just had this because I, I had the same fear like growing up. It's like if mom and dad weren't home at the time, they said they were. It's like, oh, they're dead. Like there. It just was like ingrained in our head. Like there was something in our brain that. So, yeah, I mean, and she was fine. Obviously, she's she's still here. but uh julia yeah i mean i i saw her cars out there but i was in yeah full-blown panic and and i think that this is probably um, even a
1: bigger this is a bigger deal probably now with things on like your iphone where people can have their tech where it shows if you've read the text message or something like that i think that can cause even more anxiety um is like they've read it, but they yep. haven't responded. Uh, I think, especially mm-hmm. for people that are younger, to see that somebody's read right. your text message and that they aren't responding,
0: there's just stories going through your head. Like, what is going on? Right. Well, it's funny. Number twelve says, "But when they finally respond, it's like all the angel angels are singing just to you." <laughs> I yeah. mean, there is like, it's it is it's like a high it's almost real. it really is almost like a a high that you get as a person with anxiety whatever it is like you're seeking like whatever like security you're looking for and when you get that security it's like oh man and then it's just like you know you feel like everything you know you have a you know huge weight lifted off your shoulders you know whatnot and yeah i mean it's it's a really real it's very true um, i've have experience. felt
1: very angelic when the security has come well, I wasn't technically an angel, um, but I was surrounded by <laughs> angels.
0: Yeah, I think I think we knew what you were saying. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah this next one, I would say relates more to me than you. Um, the idea of meeting new people should be fun, but it isn't. Um, that's hashtag introverts over here. I Woo. would say,
1: so I'd say the one thing that has helped me in this instance that I am, am at least I feel like I have done well is one grew up grew up doing theater, so you know yeah. was on the well, stage. I did too. Right. Okay, wow. Uh, so just <laughs> <laughs> we both grew up doing theater, but it really helped me to get outside my box. But if you're talking about like, who am I, at, probably at my core. It's probably an introvert. I do not enjoy going to parties like of more than about five, six people. I do not socialize very well in those settings. I remember in college going to different, you know, social events, parties and things like that. And I would literally just either hang out outside or like in the place where there was the least amount of people because it just overwhelmed right. me.
0: Well, and I think you the difference between me and you is that you feel the need to like include people and like go and like talk to people I don't feel that need and I just like will because keep to he's
1: cold-hearted
0: <laughs> that's right the introvert see that's and that's what the that's what introverted people get uh tagged with though is that oh they're just rude you know they're you know they don't talk to anyone blah blah, blah. and it's just like no I mean we're just all wired differently
1: but I think the good but I think to define it though is important like so an introvert doesn't mean that that person doesn't want to talk or doesn't interact with people so uh you know my wife is an introvert and I think the one thing that she would say is that she doesn't process things out loud very well she doesn't talk out loud about things very well so she needs to go and process things before she can talk about it and in settings where it's like more than about a two or three people it's very overwhelming it's like a sensory overload of uh, yeah it's like she doesn't know how to process the information um, without feeling like it's overwhelming so i think the introvert's right. just i think it's a stig- that's that is probably a stigma more than anything is like the introvert versus extrovert type of thing
0: yeah and you just you just said i'm cold hearted <laughs> yeah. you just you just created you reasserted the negative stigma why people mm-hmm. don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh um yeah so we can uh do you want to take a little break and we can finish the the rest of the list yeah sounds good okay yeah we will uh we'll finish out this list and uh we will see you shortly We're back. Uh, So before the break, um, oh, I should say that musical break was brought to you by DJ Quads. You can find them on Spotify, on SoundCloud, and iTunes. Uh, Before the break, we uh, addressed the anxiety-related issue of meeting new people. There's actually a second part to that. Um, It says um, when you see someone you weren't expecting, and it gives you a nervous breakdown or a near uh, nervous breakdown. Um, so does that, does that mean like, yeah, I mean, I, th- what,
1: what exactly does that mean? I, I guess I'm confused. What, what is it referring to?
0: I mean, I think it's, I think we all have like those certain people, either we've had run-ins with or, you know, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, uh, you know, different people that, when you see them, your anxiety levels raise a little bit. Uh, are you saying you've never had that happen?
1: No, I guess this is my non spontaneous side coming out right here <laughs> just, I, like I just it seems so weird to me like i get I get anxious like if it were like my boss or if it were somebody like that, but I guess I'm just not that that doesn't relate to me very much.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it just depends on uh I mean, I I know I've had it with, you know, just like like if you break up with someone at school. Um you've you've dated someone and you're in you're in high school and you have a class together. Uh and you have to go and sit in that class every day, see that person and it's just like sure. the weirdest. Yeah. I guess that is uh, true. um yeah, I mean, I think I think you might be overthinking it. But um. Psh. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably true.
1: <laughs> See, guys, this um, is what happens when you're an anxious person. You overthink the simplest questions.
0: We're really, we're really getting meta in this. We're, we're anxious about this anxious podcast. We're overthinking during the anxious. I'm
1: overthinking. Podcast. I'm overthinking a Buzzfeed article. This is the new <laughs> low. This is a new low. <sighs>
0: um. This, this seems more like a nineties problem versus like a, our generation problem. Even small things like checking the mail seem to fill you with dread because what if, and there's a, a meme that says, there's a letter here for you. I'm going to jail. There's like a cat that's scared. Um, I mean.
1: I will I say this though. Like, I will, I will say this though, because Amazon is starting to do these crazy things with like drones and you have a bunch of people doing a bunch of crazy stuff with, like, blowing up mailboxes and sending crazy, like, disease-type things in packages. Like, I will say there is a little bit of anxiety when I don't know that what what that package is or where it's coming from or who it's been addressed. Like, there is a little bit of anxiety there that if I open this, this could be the end. This is it.
0: I think... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Literally, it's like, letter from mom, and you're like... You know, putting on, you get the SWAT team out or something. <laughs> I didn't, no,
1: but um, like, but you've no, you I mean, received I think, those things that you've, you're like, I don't know who this person is. Why are they sending me a letter?
0: Well, I'll say after watching, uh, what was it? It was the Unabomber uh, mockumentary. Uh, it's called Manhunt. You should check it out on Netflix. I definitely was a little bit more aware of the mail that was coming in um, and was like, oh, so like, anyone could just send me a box at any point and it could just literally explode and kill me. Um, exactly. So that's a little reassuring. <laughs> we don't well, want to cause there was, more anxiety, so don't. <laughs> okay,
1: there is, and there's this story, I mean, I know, so uh, I live in Texas. Uh, I live in Dallas, Texas, and uh, Tanner lives in Denver. So Tanner may not know this because he's not in Texas right now, but about a year or two ago, there was some bomb scares in the mail in Austin. Austin, Texas, there were things in the mail that were happening,
0: but, but I think that's the anxiety in us, like talking to us, like that's the exception. Like that, those certain, those things that have happened are not like the norm. Like there are literally billions of letters and packages mailed on a daily basis that go to and from people without exploding. But for whatever reason, our heads, we think we're the ones that are going to get the one that explodes
1: exactly and that's the realist in me
0: (laughs) yeah the real yeah you're just a realist um now this next one number 16 is probably uh the one that is the most relatable in my uh, most immediate uh life is going to the doctor is always fun because if there's nothing wrong you'll find something um Yeah, Yeah. this is this is what we're going to cover
1: on its own episode, because this there are too many stories to cover in this little short time. We
0: could really get into a lot of different stories. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of these things we've covered already will be going over in their own separate episodes. So uh, I feel like we haven't talked enough about each topic. We will be covering them. But uh, yeah, I think we should just save that for another episode because we could really just get into all the weeds of web md and
1: uh, (laughs) true life stories of Um, me going to a doctor and them telling me i had a crazy illness true stories
0: yes that's that's your uh teaser the teaser for the for the episode web (laughs) md yeah um oh so we'll just move on the next one since we'll be covering that already um missing a call from an unknown number will fill you with dread for the rest of the day so actually, this is something that um, I have a Google uh, Pixel uh, phone. This is not a sponsored <laughs> plug, but uh, they have a new feature and they may have this on iPhone as well, but um, where when you receive a phone call, you have the ability to screen the phone call. Like, literally, I'll like, get a phone call. I'll see it. But I don't know who it is. I'll click screen and, um, there'll be a automated voice, like robot voice saying, uh, this person is using a Google screening service. If you, um, leave your name and number to tell them what, you know, they're, what you're calling about. And I can literally see in live action, what that person is saying on the other end, um, whether they're actually a person, it's a scam whatever. And if it's, if they say something, I there's like an automated message I can reply with and click. So I'm literally having a conversation with someone, uh, without even talking to them and they're talking to a robot. So I, that's completely eliminated any sort of like, Oh, I got a, you know, a phone call from a missed number. Who is this? Like, if it's important enough, they, I, they would probably either follow up or they would actually you know, say something to my phone.
1: Yeah, I think this goes back to maybe like the text message not being answered, like someone not answering their text message or something like that. I sometimes will go through the thoughts of, well, what if my mom or dad got stranded on the side of the road and their cell phone like fell out of their pocket and they're calling from a gas station? Like that literally is a a thought process that is going through my head of how I could say, I mean, even I mean, like now on my iPhone, it will tell me this call is coming from Connecticut or this call is coming from some other state, I can still somehow manage to come up with a very reasonable idea of this is somebody that I need to answer the phone. And so it is, it is an anxious thought when I get an unknown number.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I think modern technology is doing a lot, you know, they're um, relieving that anxiety related issue um, as much as they can, but you never know uh, when you're getting a scam call or whatever. So, thanks google um number 18 when your boss when your boss when your boss asks to see you in their office it's obviously because they're about to fire you um
1: yes and no so i because i have you been. hold on have you been fired uh
0: i have never been fired no okay So, because I definitely have, and it sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: mean, I guess to me, when I was a high school teacher, you you just assumed that you weren't. There was pretty much immunity, unless you really messed up. You were gonna have your job. So I just joined corporate world. I'm I'm a trainer uh, at a at a company, and so there's a little bit more anxiety around this because I don't know what different meetings mean. So when my boss does send me an email saying, Hey, we need to meet up in like 30 minutes. I'm like, there is some anxiety there, but I don't necessarily assume it's I'm going to get fired. And that's probably just because I don't know about corporate America.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had a bad experience. I had, um, it was like a really snowy day, um, I was really sick. I actually was like um, texting my uh, bosses and being like, hey, I, I don't know if I'm able to make it in. And they're like, well, we need to see you on Monday. And it was a Monday, so Mondays suck already. Um, and I was really sick, like, um, you know, coughing a lot. had a really bad cold. And I made the trek, uh, 30 minutes to work, uh, just to walk in, set my stuff down. And my boss is like, yeah, we're going to have to let you go. And I was just like, what? And that was, like, welcome. That was my welcome to adulthood moment. Like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, I already was married. Like, already, like, um, having to provide, you know, help provide for me and Julia. And it was, yeah. I mean, and now it, I do have, like, this, like, PTSD of, like, any single <laughs> every single time I'm, like, hey, uh, can I talk to you? I'm like, oh, no. Like, there's just this drop in my stomach, like something's wrong. Some, I didn't do something right. Um, yeah. So. Um, number 19. If you're asked to make a speech, you'll stress about it before, during, and after. This is probably not something that really bothers you much at all.
1: Uh, No, I mean, just being, both of us being in theater, one, but also being a teacher, I, this this kind of went away. I mean, I still get nervous, but not like I'm, I'm not dreading it.
0: So, I, funny, so I like Tyler and our oldest brother, Jordan. Um, we were all actors. Um, they both went to college for acting. I ended up going to college uh, for acting for literally one semester and I dropped out uh, of the theater program. But, one, like, realistic thing that I... One of the, like, major things that I was dealing with was anxiety with, like, getting on stage, talking. I I mean, I, like, on a regular basis would be performing and, like, I'd be, like, in a choir... Like, in high school in choir. And I literally was, like, I'm about to pass out. I'm literally about to pass out. And that happened almost every single time. And I just decided, I was, like, I cannot do this the rest of my life. Like... I yeah. cannot be this stressed out, and I cannot, like, it, it, I mean, think, it was, yeah. I think, does that, do
1: you think that that kind of helped you, like, realize that you really are an introvert? Because you felt like you were having to exert so much energy uh in, on, or, like, before to prep yourself up? Because I didn't necessarily feel that much pressure going into something like that.
0: No, but it was, like, what it was, it was just, like, it was this this fear of like, I'm going to pass out, I'm going to stop breathing. I'm going to, and like, I don't think yeah. it had to be it had to do with being introverted. I think it was just this fear, yeah, it was just this fear of like something like that was gonna happen. and yeah. And it never did. That was the funny thing. It's like i <laughs> I actually froze up on stage one time um, as as you have you. Um, and that's probably something we'll address also another podcast is, you know, yeah. uh, talking in public stage fright things like that um but yeah i can relate that's definitely something it's like it's uh it can be pretty terrifying so um number 20 um (laughs) this is funny because it actually reminds me of something uh we'll talk about if your car makes a weird noise you take it in immediately because it's about to explode do you remember the alien (laughs) noise that your car made (laughs) growing up
1: yeah so uh maybe we could talk about this at a later point i won't I won't divulge so much, but I used to own this Mazda, and it was great car up until I left college, and then just it was like God well, it was like st-
0: it had over two hundred thousand miles, right
1: No, that was the Honda Accord which was also Oh, that's old. what I Oh, okay. okay. That was the Honda Accord. So, I had a Mazda, this tan Mazda, and it was fine at college, but when I left college, God cursed it with something, and it made the most <laughs> horrendous noise that I have ever heard in a car before. And I literally got anxious not about the car. Well, there was you know some fear about the car, but I was afraid because every time I turned it on, I would wake up the neighbors. It was that loud. It was, I, oh.
0: I, it was terrible. It was terrible. And we called it the alien. We, like it literally, it was like, like it was the weirdest. Yeah. Like, it, oof, did you yeah. ever even get it? Did you take it in ever?
1: So it started making that noise after I got something fixed. That, that was the most um, unfortunate part was that what happened after it was fixed. So I didn't even know if I could
0: really do anything. Cause it was like, well, you fixed geez. it. So, uh, yeah, I I'm proud to say, and it's not really to my credit, I guess it'd be more to mom and dad's credit that I've had one car my whole life. Um, it, it, uh, was like, I think like a few years old when we got it. Um, but, man, it is literally gone and gone and gone. I did have some uh, interesting experiences, though. Um, I, I remember on one, I went on a date, and it literally, I think, broke down three times on the way to the movie. Theater. Oh, that's rough. Wow. <laughs> like, literally in the middle of the road. Like, mm. I was just like, uh, well, and <laughs> it was funny because it had happened before. Like, I, and I had no, I knew the feeling, I knew, like, what was happening, and I, so, like, I was so calm about it, like, I was, like, on, the, we were driving on the interstate, and literally, <laughs> I was, like, she's sitting in the passenger seat, and I was, like, oh, man, and she's, like, what, well, it's, like, my car's breaking down, and I just turned off the interstate, and, she, and she's, like, wait, what, like, seriously, like, I was so calm about it, like, I wasn't freaking out, because yeah. I was just, like, yeah, just... It just happens sometimes, and so uh, wow. uh, yeah, it wasn't that a was great prob- date. That was probably that.
1: A, that was probably a very high anxiety moment. Uh, you know, your car's breaking down. You're on the you're in the middle of a date. I mean, at that point, you probably just assumed, well, this is over. Like <laughs> this is well, not going
0: and, and yeah, it didn't it didn't work out anyways. So it was like one of those things. Was like, yeah, you know, maybe it was just God being like, yeah, not the one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh um, 21 certain tv shows are basically off limits because you tend to relate to them to to yourself um i would say that's more like with me like scary movies like i am like if i watch a scary movie it's gonna be hard for me to sleep at night because then i i'm like oh it's gonna happen to me
1: yeah i this one probably not as much i definitely have been watching a lot of true crime documentaries Uh, and so there is some idea of like, this could happen to me, but I've, for the most part, that has never really affected my anxiety too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, we watch so much, you know, Netflix and movies and things. It's like, if you get, you know, too worked up about anything or, you know, everything you watch, then you can't watch anything essentially. So, or yeah, I mean, I guess I, I do. I, I probably, it's kind of funny. I, I like, I'm like, oh yeah, we should watch a scary movie with Julia and then we'll turn it on. and I'm the one that I'm like, you know what? We should probably turn this off. I'm getting a little stressed out. <laughs> like it's, this is too much. And yeah. she's like, I mean, okay. So it's like, whatever. Um, yeah. But you can go to the next one. Uh, 22, when you hear that someone else uh, was super successful by the time that uh, they were younger than you, it makes you question everything about your life choices
1: yeah i would say this one is probably i'm i'm okay with not being like super like multi-million dollar successful i do like i mean i do want to be successful i don't want to say that but i i don't know that has just never bothered me as much as as far as like success like i i'm not anxious when other people i mean i do want to do well i guess that's the only way i could Describe that is that I get anxious about like Not doing well but as far as like making Money like millions of dollars Or things like that that doesn't really bother me
0: I think I'm getting to that age Where it's like cause like for a long time You're young and you're like oh yeah That person's like five years older than me or whatever You're like I have plenty of time to You know do all these things I'm getting To the age now where it's like oh this person's Like two or three years younger than me and Look what they've done and it's not like I really Like dwell on that or like you know, it's not, like, something that really affects me. Probably it motivates me more than anything. But um, it's... Uh, I, could, I could definitely see someone, you know, relating that... Like, being that way and thinking that way and feeling that way. Um, but, yeah, that doesn't really affect me too much. Um, yeah. 23. You automatically assume that other people's passive-aggressive tweets are about you. And I can say this... We could probably... If you're not on Twitter, you could say... Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram. I don't think people really post passive aggressive Instagram pictures though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, I would say this one has definitely been an area that I found more recently that I'm like, when people don't like, and this is like so trivial. It's like dumb. Like I'm like this is like teenage teenagers. Like this is exactly like when people don't like your thing. Like you post this like meaningful thing they don't like it like that to me is more I, i don't necessarily read into somebody else's status like i can but i would say it's i almost read more into wow they didn't respond to my thing i wonder if they what they think about me and that's just like right that is a terrible rabbit hole to go down
0: yeah i i definitely get into bouts on twitter so i i there's and actually with march madness going on there's been times where i'm like oh, this person's tweeting about me because I tweeted this. And um, and so, yeah, there's definitely times where I've dealt with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just a part of, like, anxiety – like, people with anxiety, like, for whatever reason, we like to make everything about us. So yeah. it's like we're, we're the – you know, everything revolves around us. So, like, if someone's making a comment about something, oh, it must be about me, or – uh, you know, Oh, that person's liking that post because I posted this. And I mean, there's yeah. just so many things you can read into that. I it, think like a, somehow you.
1: Yeah. I, th- I was going to say, I think that that to me is just probably a really good summary of how everyone on social media thinks is that the world kind of revolves around what they're doing or what they're posting. And that if they don't right. post that the world stops for whatever reason
0: right um yeah um number 24 you know that you spend too much time stressing about things and so does everyone else around you
1: yes agreed (laughs) agreed
0: yeah uh I I, i go ahead
1: no i was just gonna say i don't really have much to say about that other than everyone in my life knows that i have anxiety um definitely putting some things into place to help with that but people know that i stress way too much about the most trivial things
0: yeah i think i've i've that that i've become more aware of that issue like since getting married because like you do become like one and it's so now not only does that affect like how i'm feeling and how i'm seeing things and how i'm behaving it's affecting the other person too um and just someone yeah. who deals with chronic stress and chronic anxiety, it's, like, you're, you're bound to affect the people around you. And I'm, like, you know, I'm grateful that I have a wife that's, like, understanding enough to, like, be able to, you know, see that issue and know that's, like, this isn't, you know, it's just something I deal with. Um, and, you know, hopefully you guys all have people like that in your life, too, that, um, you know, that can hold your hand or you know, put an arm around you and, uh, just say, I'm here for you. Um, and hopefully, um, if you don't have that, we can kind of, um, you know, help you and listen to this podcast can help you through your journey and through your time. Um, because we, we can definitely relate, uh, you know, how much it can affect the people around you. Yep. Um, yep. so we're almost to the end. Um, this is, uh, I guess these kind of feed off each other. It so says, uh, um, even though it sometimes feel like all of your anxiety is going to make you explode someday, at least, you know, this to be true. <laughs> and we can kind of leave you on this, uh, lighthearted comment. Uh, the next time you feel, oh, this is, uh, I think on like Reddit or someone left it somewhere. Um, Jean Valjean Ralphio. That's the, <laughs> that's the username that said this, nice. uh, the next time you feel down. Just remember that Bruce Banner tried to kill himself and Tony Stark has anxiety attacks and they both and they both save the world. You will be okay.
1: <laughs> wow. Nice. Good plug for the Avengers movie coming out,
0: too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing that we want everyone to be able to like take away from this podcast is like everyone deals with anxiety on some level. You know, you may have uh more generalized anxiety or Uh, It might be more severe. You might have to take medication. um, But you shouldn't like feel, you know, insecure about it. You shouldn't feel like you can't share that with others. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's normal.
1: Yeah, I think that that's the hope here is that we're able to open up the conversation for you and feel like you're not alone and you're you're dealing with anxiety wherever you're at.
0: Right. Um, And that's a good time to let you guys know that um, if you do want to reach out to us, if you have any ideas or, uh, topics you want us to cover, um, or if you just want to, you know, talk to so, uh, you know, just talk to someone, um, you can reach out to us at anxiety society pod at gmail.com. Um, we are also on Facebook and, uh, you can also follow follow us on Twitter, at and our user name or our tag is at Stressed Dudes. Nice. Yes. Um, Unfortunately, Anxiety Society was (laughs) taken on Twitter, so I uh, had to get a little creative. So, um, at Stressed Dudes, um, and um, you can email us again at anxietysocietypod at gmail.com. Do you you have anything else you'd like to say?
1: Nope, just hope you uh, join us. Uh, and listen long as we go through different topics.
0: Yeah. And, uh, if you did enjoy it, we appreciate if you would, uh, subscribe and, um, or you can just share it with others, whatever you prefer. Um, yeah. And, uh, we wanted to, uh, do a short little trailer for next week's episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, anxiety with flying. So, uh, tune in for that. And here's the trailer for that. It's bumping, 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 but I'm like, okay, we're getting close, we're getting close. And as we're, like, it feels like we're about to land, the plane just, the nose of the plane goes straight up into the air, and you can hear the plane starting to, like, accelerate. Like, going, like, just like, uh, what's going on?